Welcome to the Best Ever You Show with your host, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, helping you live your life to the fullest. How? Real people, including celebrities, real advice, real places, products, and businesses, real life stories. It's all right here for you with this radio show, printed magazine, websites, community, and more. Remember to visit us online, too, at besteveryou.com. And now here's your host, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino. Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for listening to the Best Ever You show. We don't normally do Friday shows, but we have a special guest with us today. Her name is Susan Bruno, and she is um, amazing in every single way, and I... I've got to tell a story. And Susan, I know you're on the phone already, so chime in here. Hello, hello. Um, but hello. <laughs> so fabulous to be with you. Yeah, I just love you. Anyway, um, I was going to tell the story of how we met first and then go into everything because I don't usually hang out in Naples, Florida and or at the Ritz-Carlton. And my husband had a conference there for work and I got to tag along. And so that means in my world, I got to sit by the pool while he was working. And there you were, and what a vision, and what a beauty, and you were reading one of my favorite books, The Four Agreements, and I know Uh, them and have had them on my show before, and so I told you that, and then I got to give you my book, (laughs) yeah, I got to give you my book, and, um, you know, share with you that I was a Hay House author and all that stuff, too, and we just sort of connected, and um, I don't know, I think I ate a lot of tomatoes and mozzarella the next day at lunch, (laughs) My food it was a mutual love fest, mutual love <laughs> yeah. fest, I must say. Uh, I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, so, I, but I, what I, I think what I love about that, it was just like um, sort of meant to be or something because it's, yes. it's so random and so amazing. And yeah. I love, I, that's my, that's my thing. I just, I wish I could teach people that more to just really pay attention to people around you and who inspires you and really take those moments to stop and say hello because you never know how somebody might completely change your life. Don't you agree? Totally, totally agree. And I will tell you, that's the one and only time Mark and I have sat by that pool. And I thought, oh, we met Elizabeth there. We need to go more often. (laughs) It's the one (laughs) and only time. Yes, in our backyard. And, And, but it was meant to be. You're absolutely right. And now I'm working with your mom on my genealogy too. So you're right. You have to be bold. I always say, just put yourself out there and amazing things will happen. Yeah, and you know it was funny because I was behind you a little bit, and I could see you reading that book. And I bet for a good five to seven minutes, uh, I hemmed and hawed of whether to interrupt you or not. And I'm like, you know what, I'm doing this. And it was it was awkward and weird and random and obnoxious and everything. It was, no, it, it wasn't was at all. I actually yeah. just as a sideline, I had met Cami McCormick, um, one of the CBS war correspondents in an airport and within five minutes of meeting both of our flights were delayed she set up my mother's absolute hero in the world is charles osgood i said oh cammy i know we just met but could you set up at my mother's birthdays next week and the next thing you know i mean just by asking oh i'd love to do that and she organized that just by saying you know you just have to ask what's what's yeah. the harm and yeah, my mother exactly. had the experience of a lifetime, a lifetime. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah. It was incredible. Uh, you know, you just have yeah. to put yourself out there. Yep. Yeah. Well, totally here we true. are. And mm-hmm. 
you agreed to come on the show a couple times here and more as 2018 goes on, but we decided we would have like, um, what do we call them? Like financially fit Fridays or something Mm -hmm. along those lines to, to bring some finance to the world of best ever you. And that's your whole um, amazing background. Um, You're a private wealth specialist. And aside from, I, I, I probably can't read your whole entire bio on here, but um, you have just an extensive expertise in estate insurance and tax planning and all this stuff. And there's two websites aside from all the other stuff that you do that are like, I want to call them like little babies of yours, but they're kind of growing mm-hmm. into like <laughs> teenage, teenage and college adults, but you have college yeah. CFO and diva CFO. And I remember when I met you, you were talking and we were having lunch. You were really talking about Diva CFO. And so that's going to be our next show we do. This one is College CFO. So people can go to either collegecfo.com or Diva, D-I-V-A, CFO.com. And do you want to just take a second to explain what those websites are so people know? Absolutely. Because they're, they're quite clever. Absolutely. So I have a passion for um, financial literacy, and really it's the understanding of everything in your financial world at the earliest stage possible. And Diva CFO started, my daughter and I started the company because she is right brain, creative. I am left brain, absolute love math, love numbers. And I said, honey, you got, she was heading off to college. And I said, why is it that you want nothing to do with learning about personal finances? And she said, mom, it's just so boring. You've got to make it fun. So that was the spark. And as we moved into, gee, how do we make it fun? We actually worked with an incredible app developer um, out of Boulder, Colorado, another woman, and created a scavenger hunt for women. And we'll be talking lots more about that on our next radio show. But the idea was find it, learn it, file it. And again, it's the basics. You have to learn the jargon, the lingo, and the best practices. And when I built this company, I actually worked with a number of college interns. And they said, you know, this is really good. But frankly, we don't care about estate planning. We want to know how to buy our first car or rent our first apartment, could we create kind of a spinoff from Diva CFO was really focused on, I wouldn't say older women, but sort of uh, beyond young adult, if you will, women who needed to take control of their personal finances. And they said, we want to make this um, both for, you know, all of our peers, so both men, young men, young young women, um, but we want to focus on college students. And that's basically College CFO was an offspring of Diva CFO. And now we help for free. We help um, young adults college or not, sort of 18 to 25, begin to take control of their personal finances. Which is brilliant because I remember being pretty much been on 
not, you know, it's not like I don't have parents or anything like that, but I've been very independent and kind of on my own since I was like 17, 18, around there. And nothing like this really existed. And my parents weren't really teaching it to me too much. They were very entrepreneurial and so forth. And this would have been so cool to have one-stop shopping to learn about investing, how to manage your student loans if you have them, your, you know, if you want to rent or buy or buy your first car or um, – save or buy a couch or, you know, whatever it is at that young age. Um, And this is just like a one point for all of that in one spot to direct. And there's a blog up here that I actually, we just used it. My husband and I just used this with our 22 year old because he's out of college and has just, he's got better credit than we do the darn thing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're we're co-signed on everything and, you know, and Mm -hmm. we're like, well, Connor, that's so amazing. You need to do something with that. And um, he went to the, the, um, bank or you know to like a a credit union and and got a car loan and Mm -hmm. bought his first car and then he called me a few weeks ago and he goes oh my gosh mom I've got like applications for like the highest kind of discover card you can have and I said well that's your next move you know get it but don't you know don't max yourself out on it or anything like that but you know that type of thing for what I love about this is I can't tell you that I would have at age 17, 18, 19, 20, 22, mm-hmm. whatever it is, I would have listened to my parents very much anyway, <laughs> had they said, here's right. what you do. And I noticed that right. with my own kids, they're pretty good, but this kind of bridges that gap. You're, you know, you're absolutely right. And I think the idea is even if we had the time as parents, you're right, would they listen to us? It becomes a lecture because it's from mom and dad. But secondly, oh, yeah, I think it's, yeah. And also, we work. Most of us are, you know, it's mom and dad working and you have free time. Unless you find kind of fun ways to weave it into your discussions with your children, it's hard to do because you're exhausted and you're not going to sit down and have these conversations. But my feeling is if you take them in sound bites and think about the things like start young. One of my favorite things I did with my daughter, she loves fashion, loves clothes. So she said, mom, this dress is on sale. It's 20% off. So my deal with her was without pulling out a calculator, she had to tell me what the price of the dress was. So it said 20% off, but it didn't show the actual price on it. So she would have to say, that $100 dress is now $80. And then we would start negotiating. She couldn't even begin the negotiation. But it's like, you know, you're sitting around having a meal with your children when they're young. You teach them, you know, quarter dime nickel. You know, you think about the age-appropriate education and kind of make games out of it and then keep moving them up the ladder. You're starting to teach them the value of money. And and I always say the best way to teach them the value of the money is not, you know, let's say you're you're on vacation and you say, okay, you can buy, you know, one toy. Well, no, say here's a $20 bill and you can either keep it or spend it. So that toy could be there or you could keep it. And you're really surprised when it becomes their money how different that experience feels versus you just swiping that credit card and they never felt that intermediary step that they could have been. You know, they're making a choice at that point. And it's, there's, you know, there's a lot of tools we can use. Um, but ironically, these are not taught in school. 
They are not. If you're lucky no. enough to have junior achievement or a program in school, maybe it's an after-school program that you can start learning about money, but it is not in the core curriculum in our public school system. I mean, that's frightening. That's frightening. It's, ac- it's accurate, though, and it never has been either. I mean, yeah. I really, truly, honestly mean that when I say, you know, I went from, you know, this young young person living at home to, you know, college trying to figure, you know, and credit card applications would come through or you'd need to, you know, even just like signing up to have a phone, you know, it's a kind of a, (laughs) I know now everybody has cell phones, but back then you actually had to, you know, call a a company and have somebody come in and put their phone in the house, you know, kind of thing, (laughs) activate it. Um, So yeah, you, you get it, but you know, but I love the idea of starting young and building them up. And that, I think that's kind of where we're at here too, with our show, you, you had mentioned that you thought um, with Thanksgiving rolling around, it would be like a really cool opportunity for maybe you to come on the show and talk a little bit about having those conversations around like the Thanksgiving table, um, especially because we kind of maybe avoid politics this year. I'm not sure. Maybe this will smooth the, smooth the event over a little bit better. I'm not sure. But I know I've got all four kids coming home. This could be kind of fun. So, um, you know, yeah, take it away. Right. Yeah. Well, this, you know, this is an opportunity. It can be a little awkward as uh, we have this great piece um, called the Thanksgiving Playbook. And if it's not up today, it'll be up tomorrow on our website. But basically, we call it Turkey Table Talk. And we've done this now for several years. And the idea is college kids want to prove, and I think they have been given a bad rap that media says, you know, they're this entitled, lazy generation. My experience is they're not, okay? And you want to prove it. So, and you're, you know, now the only so many times can you say what your favorite subject is and how your roommate is. So why not use this as an opportunity? I don't want to say show off, but show how smart you are. Gee, did you know? And your son, Connor, I mean, he's the poster child for us, is what does having good credit mean? It means you can buy a car when you graduate because you have a good credit score and you can get it at a low interest rate. And you no longer have to run back to mom and dad for, you know, co-signing or whatnot because you're standing on your own. Apparently, there's a word called adulting amongst college students now, and it means, hey, guys, we got to step up our game here and start taking on some of those roles that our parents have typically taken on because we're adults. As soon as we graduate, we have, in most cases, a student loan. We need to learn how to repay that. There are a lot of things. So to kind of show off a little, um, you know, why not have the conversation, hey, I'm thinking about you know, many kids move off campus at some point during their, you know, college days, and they can start impressing the table with what they learned about how, you know, to sign a lease, who's taking control of the budget in the household. How are they handling, you know, four roommates and one refrigerator means there's got to be a system in place as to, you know, whose almond milk that is. You know, we share that you can get dots, different colored dots. You know, the paper towel in the closet isn't to be used by you know everyone because so-and-so bought it that's it's great skill set and those are kind of fun conversations to have of hey you know what I'm not the little kid with the pigtails anymore I'm you know striking out on my own and I'm not this what media calls me as this entitled overprivileged child I am taking control and I would guarantee if they so they're going to start budgeting which I love 
and their budget is usually if they're lucky enough, they have a budget from their parents or they're working to do it and they have to live within their means. And then they learn and hopefully the parents encourage them to live within their means. And then that's a skill set they'll have for the rest of their lives. So if they were to pull the people at the table, it would be a very awkward moment. How many <laughs> of the adults there have a budget? And you know what? That's a big reason why it's not taught at home because parents would have to fess up that they don't have a budget. Yeah. And that's been my experience is there aren't a lot. So there's lots of topics. And then you're absolutely right. Let's stay away from the politics. And let's come up with a couple of topics. And then you'll get some really fun stories like what you just shared with Connor or about Connor's experience. Yeah, because, you know, you sit around the table and they get home from college and it, you're right. It is like, okay, the, how's your roommate? How's your roommate in our case? How's baseball going? <laughs> How's, uh, is it snowing up there in Plymouth, New Hampshire? You know, it's just the standard questions. Mm -hmm. So give us some more questions to ask or like, um, what's the, on this, uh, on this, uh, handout, it, it says the defensive stove block. (laughs) What's that? Exactly. Yeah. That's right. Well, you know, it'd be kind of fun. You'd almost envision it as, um, you know, one of those games where you pull out a card from a box and it says, okay, who can say the difference between a debit card and a credit card? And you're going to get different answers from around the table. You know, you've got so the the different ideas that we put in here were really just we tied in the football. Obviously, it's kind of fun to do that. But, um, you know, anything from, you know, think about the the child who's a senior who has woken up that they have student loan debt, you know, the, starting the conversation of how do you manage that? And they have double pressure of, I've got debt. I know I am responsible for that debt in most cases. I don't, you know, maybe they've learned from college CFO, you do not want to default on that because you ruin your credit score, which directly translates to not being able to get an apartment or a car because your credit score is ruined. But then you've got, um, the, you're facing job. Oh my goodness, I need to go out. I know I'm going out into the real world. First of all, that student loan debt in most cases isn't due, but it, it comes along pretty quickly for six months after graduation. Well, six months happens fast. What are you going to make in your job? I need help with my resume. I need help really thinking about maybe you were a liberal arts major. What am I going to do? What do those things pay? We have all those resources at collegecfo.com. And that actually is a wonderful place. First of all, the beauty of this website is it's sponsored by iGrad, iGrad.com, who's our parent who basically has given us for free, they base, they're in many universities, but they said the universities that cannot afford this for their students, Rob Lebrecht, the CEO, said, I want to share this, you know, our, you know, access to our information to as many people as we can, and many college students as we can, and they have resume, so it's a Deep, deep, even though it's, you know, my daughter and I and a bunch of interns, we have so many resources that are free. So we're not trying to sell anything to anybody. There's no pop-up you need to buy the new XYZ credit card. So this is like your go-to resource for anything you can think of as a young adult. So 
gee, I want to keep track of those student loans that I took out from freshman year to senior year. We have an aggregator that will keep track of it, like a portal where you just enter the information and it automatically feeds. Parents love this because then they know, especially if you have more than one child, okay, where do we stand? We might have to help if the child hasn't gotten a uh, job right away. Or, gee, there's information there about deferring because you don't have a job or you're going to be in an internship where you can defer that student loan. We have all kinds of amazing tips um, you know, and scholarship. If you're still in school and you, you know, or you're heading off to college, we have a resource um, that aggregates all of the um, potential or many of the potential scholarships out there as well. So it's, think about it at the beginning of school, people are worried about, A, what major, you know, and that's not even just in the beginning, and translate that major into, if you, if you know you're going to have a big st- lifestyle, then you better go for a major that pays or I don't mind as my son is a you know certified school teacher in New York and Massachusetts. He knew because we had conversations. If that's what you choose to be, a starving artist, a you know public school teacher, private school teacher for that matter, to translate that into what you're going to make, and then decide can I live off of that? The worst thing we can do is continue to give our kids money, rescue, rescue, rescue. They need to learn early on to create a budget, to save, to build a life of their own that they can be a proud of. And, yes, if we have to rescue them once in a while, that's, you know, we're fortunate, yeah. many of us, to do that. So I'm, So let's say I'm, I'm sitting at the table and I'm one of the kids, and you ask <laughs> me, how's, that, how's your school going? You've got some mm-hmm. training tips on here for how how a college student could really answer that question differently rather than great or good, <laughs> fine. Exactly. And then, you know, put their head back down in their mashed potatoes and pray nobody <laughs> asks them anything more. Yeah. Yeah. Can you can you uh, go through that a little bit just yeah. you know for yeah, the yeah, people yeah. who are listening? Yep, and and I think that's um, you know part of it is it's a two way. So you're they're eliciting sort of feedback. You know, at this point, I think you know especially for juniors and seniors, they realize okay, my parents actually do know something, and I might need to listen to their advice. So one of the things that you can talk about, as we were saying before, is oh, Uncle Joe, did you realize I'm actually you know I've been in the dorm at Boston University, but now I want to live off campus, and I learned that gee, that rent number doesn't include utilities or parking. Oh, that was a wake-up call for me. I know you went to Tufts and you moved off campus. What was involved? So it's kind of engaging in allowing – you're almost giving permission to the parents to to start lecturing to you as the young adult. Gee, what? And then another great one is, what's the biggest mistake you ever made? Because we have what we call – the if only corner, if only I knew. You'll get a lot of, when I was in college, I took on, uh, I, uh, I got a credit card, ran it up and didn't realize that A, I needed to pay it and pay it on time, and B, that it, 19% 
interest, that little tiny minimum payment doesn't look like much, but boy, it compounds and compounds and compounds. So that one, I would say, wow, just get those. What's the biggest mistake, dad, mom, uncle, aunt, whoever it is. Um, the It's funny, the recent grad is the one who's going to have the best information. So the older cousin or whatnot is going to chime in. And then you get this really great conversation going. But one of my favorite is, if only I had set up, and obviously this implies that the child works, um, if I had set up, and I'm just going to pick a simple number, if I put away $100 a month from age 18, and I'll tell you why I'm picking 18 to 33, so 18, okay, I likely do have a job, $100 a month doesn't sound like a mo- much money, and I did it in a Roth IRA, Okay, $100 a month, and I earn 7%. Now, that sounds like a lot, but at this age, an allocation to a stock portfolio is fine. They're not depending on it. You know, it's a reasonable, you know, 20 years ago, we probably would have said 10%, but 7% rate of return compounded. How much money, you know, Aunt Susie, do you think I'd have at 33 when I'm just ready now to buy a home or to really feel, and because we know that we can take distributions on the first purchase um, of a principal residence. How much money, Elizabeth, do you think you have if you put $100 a month away for 15 years from age 18 to 33? Can I plead creative writer? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Very good. $30,000. That's awesome. Isn't that crazy? This is what parents can teach children. And any parent who has a math aptitude, and I get it, it's just, it's not straight line. It's the compounding, not paying taxes. Imagine. So then the kids are like, well, I'm not going to put my money towards a Roth IRA. What I suggest is kind of a matching principle. So at the end, you know, maybe around tax filing time, the student has already spent the money. Maybe the parent even said, you earn, you know, I'll pay for tuition and you'll get a small student loan, you have to pay for the beer money. We're not going to do that. So the parent can actually fund that IRA, meaning, okay, you showed responsibility, you had a job. So now we're going to, we're going to help you. And I wouldn't worry about the gift tax consequences from a tax standpoint. That's not an issue. It's well below. So $100 a month, they say, you know, you keep that job. We'll do this. And about the time you're ready to get married and have your first home. Wow. And you, I would suggest look at mutual funds out there. We don't sell anything, but there's plenty of solid mutual funds with low expenses where you can start this up right away for your child. By the time they're looking to you, now you can't use it for a wedding or anything like that, but first for a down payment for a first home, I think the limitation may be 10000 but then they're well on their way to saving for retirement. Elizabeth, what shocked me most was the interest when we go from school, you know, colleges to universities, and I get the kids to, what is it that you're interested in? They want to know right away. Can we sign up for the 401k when we get that job? Shocks me. They want to have that nest egg that they hear their parents don't have. Yeah, you know, I couldn't agree with you more, and I know I'm I'm older now and everything, and I always hope people listen, but that is one thing that I learned at my first job. 
again, I, I came in just completely, I had a college degree, I had all these things, but I, I came from my, you know, my parents had, had gone bankrupt at that point. And so I didn't have all of this, these tools and so forth. And I had this really crazy cool job in Minneapolis and they actually financially educated us. We were a financial services company. And uh, so to have that job and, and have that, they knew I had the capacity to learn what they were trying to do. And um, part of that was the human resources, financial, you know, your financial future thing. And that was the very first thing I did when I could was do that 401k and it, they matched it and it was aggressively invested and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. it, it was probably one of the most amazing things I did at age 20, now 48. Yep. And that is, so I'll give you a couple other if onlys that you'll hear around the, the uh, Thanksgiving table, but this, so the first one I would say too, is if only I knew that when, and I'll, this is parent and child, when my child went to school, and let's say that they're outside of the region that you live in, so they're living on campus. My daughter went to school in California. We were, we were with one bank, but the ATM machine in her dorm and on campus was with another bank. The number one, if only we hear when we poll parents and students, is the ATM fees. So the mm. first thing you want to do. So the kids think, I'm going to be good about my money. I'm only going to withdraw 10 or $20. But every time they do it, whether you withdraw 10 or 100 it's going to be the same ATM fee because it's not at your bank. First thing you want to do when you get on campus and move, move your student in, guess what? Set up a bank account. And many of the banks have, they want you to be a customer for life, so they actually want you and give you good rates. If you're a college student, they want you to set up there, and they'll waive a lot of the fees for minimums and things um, because they want you to remember, hey, they took care of me when I was in college, and now you know I didn't have to pay. The amount of money lost in ATM fees for that very reason is it's staggering. Um, So that's one of the ones I would suggest is, you know, if only we knew freshman year, day one to get our child that, um, you know, local bank, whoever's on campus. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Those ATM fees really do add up um, for um, definitely, especially think about that. If, if every Friday night you're withdrawing money and it's five bucks, that's a lot of money wasted. Or three bucks yeah. or whatever it is. I don't even know yeah. how much it is anymore, depending. Well, um, you're you're for, absolutely right. Yeah. Hang on one second. For anybody listening live, I scheduled this show for 30 minutes, and we're going to actually go about 40 minutes or 45 minutes, so 10 more minutes or so. Um, I just want to let you know that we cut off live right now, but um, you can, most of you are listening on the link anyway. But uh, if somebody has, has dialed in, which I can see there's a number of you, um, you, you might cut off here in a second or two, um, but it, we're free replays. So you can come back and listen to the end of the show um, for on free replay or just click the link and you'll join us again. So, all right, keep going. And we're with Susan Bruno, and we're talking about collegecfo.com and turkey table talk. <laughs> I love this. And what if? Um, so what's another one? Because um, I know oh my God. it's an offensive I'm... serving line, like situation two here in this. Uh, you've got this this great blog, but it's um, a little bit more about like a, like more of somebody who's about to graduate. Like a, yes. a, I think, yeah. Yeah. 
This, you know, I think um, I'd love, love to, to see with with the tax reform that's being um, proposed <laughs> in terms of simplicity. I'd like to see the same with student loan repayment. It's complex. Um, what are your choices? And there's lots of different choices. And I think um, one of the things that um, we want to make sure that students know, again, it's going to hit you before you know it on repayment, and you do have choices. So there's lots of different um, uh, resources that we have on our website. But getting smart about that, talking to students about it, um, you know, your peers on how they handled it when you first get to your job, think about what the repayment is. We, through iGrad and College CFO, are so fortunate to have Raina Goebel, who is the national expert in what's called graduation debt. That's what she's kind of coined the phrase. It's called graduation, graduation debt for obvious reasons. Isn't that great? She is terrific. Yeah. She's a resource available to us and to you, anyone who's on our website, again for free. She writes great articles. One of the things she suggested to me, and there's, you know, this all in flux right now, but since my son is a um, a teacher, there are certain professions you can go into if you have student loans that will get waived because you're providing a public service. So if you're listening and you've decided that your career is um, in a way, for lack of a better, more philanthropic, um, you may want to check out <laughs> that after a certain period of time, you could actually have a waiver from the government for repaying those student loans. So, But think about, you know, get the conversation going. Say, you know, hey, who around this table had a, a student loan? I know I did. And I did. how did you manage your budget and, you're, you know, hey, I want to go out on my own. I don't want to live in the basement at home. I want to have, I know it's going to be tight. I'll be eating a lot of ramen noodles, but I'd rather, you know, sort of be living independently. How do you manage this? And do I want to pay it off quickly if I have that option, or do I want to stretch it out? A lot of it has to do with the loan interest rate, how much you're making, did you save up money, and now, you know, and what your job is paying for that matter, obviously. The good news and the bad news is there's a lot of um, companies that are um, hiring interns, so you can kind of test out to see if that's the career that you want. The bad news is a lot of times these internships pay little or no money. So now you're in a position where you can actually ask for a deferral. So when you go on, again, it's very complex. I wish it were simpler. It's not. You need experts like Raina Goble and College CFO to figure this out. But if you do your homework in advance, you might be able to elicit, you know, from the, the, the Thanksgiving table some suggestions and um, get your parents to help you too. It's, I know, it, you know, talking about money can be awkward. We're trying to make it something that is a more open conversation in general in financial planning we're trying to do that because the more open we are about it um, and I bet you you're going to hear one of those if only I knew um, I had there's a man who's actually a fabulous comedian in New York came from a, um, a he's a very smart man but didn't come from um, any money and he want but got into a very good school and so he and his he said but mom how are we going to pay for this and he went he and his mom went to the bank and the bank said no problem and this he's an older gentleman in his 60s and he you know his he was basically taking out huge loans 
and never knew it, didn't know how to repay it, didn't know interest rates. He just knew he was going to college until all of a sudden he was getting notices in the mail, or his mom was, and she said, oh, we have to pay this back. Well, obviously now with financial aid offices that are smarter, um, but you'll get some funny stories because I bet that everybody around that table has had some form of funding. Yeah, I know I had, you know, I had no way to go to college without that between grants and loans and so forth. And um, I do remember, though, feeling it add up, going, oh, when I graduate, I'm going to have this much debt and it's going to be, I I don't know how to deal with that much debt and the job isn't going to pay that much. I mean, all that kind of stress. And then I remember um, it not being so horrible, but I do remember going through a period of time, you know, the next phase for me was pregnancy mode. And I know that's a little mm-hmm. bit far off for college people to maybe be thinking about or whatever, but it creeps up on mm-hmm. you a little bit um, if you're in if you're in student loan debt, and um, yeah. especially if you take a maternity leave or need to defer your loans. Um, yep. But I do remember trying to figure out how to pay for maternity leave, and how to stay out for longer than six weeks, and how to mm-hmm. how to juggle mm-hmm. all that around. And um, yep. but at the same point. I remember thinking, I am so glad I went to college and I'm so glad I actually really have this debt because if I didn't go to college and didn't have this debt, I wouldn't have this job. So it's kind of like a right. like a giant spiraling, <laughs> blah, you know, kind exactly. of thing. Um, exactly. How do you manage well, that? I, think, yeah. I know uh, you're absolutely right. right. And I think, you know, one of the things that, that has really come up when, you know, when the economy crashed and we were in the terrible recession, people had to really identify wants versus needs. And this is something, again, is a turkey table talk. Go around and say, what are the three things that define needs? So my budget starts there. So, you know, the parents are going to say the mortgage on the house, the real estate taxes, obviously income taxes. And the kids who have what we would consider probably more discretionary income while they're in college, gee, I, do I want that new pair of sneakers or do I want to go out to that you know, party? Um, there are choices, and that's, it's, I, you know, I call it the choice discussion. You really need to get them to understand, first of all, paying your student loan is has to be a priority and that it's a need, not a want. So when you get through all of the money you're going to bring home from this job, you have to parse it out to all of your needs only if there's anything left, you know, the cell phone bill, all of that, only if there's anything left can you then identify your wants. And then the last category is wishes, which are longer term. But adults even need to know this. When you go to buy something, are you doing it impulsively? And have you first satisfied your needs before your wants? Yeah, I have a clause there that I need to, you know, inject, which is the fall boot clause. That Ooh. is both a need and a want. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> That's fall good. That's season, good. Baby. <laughs> I get that. I get that. I Although down in Florida can... now, less so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But no, I always feel that way. You know, when the fall catalogs start coming out, you're just like, oh, I got to go shopping, um... you know, and then you go back into exactly <laughs> what you're saying, like want yeah. versus need, want versus right. need, you know, and 
It, right. And I'm one of those human beings who definitely has to stay away from Macy's, especially with a credit card. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> Cause you know, you can't stop it. Like one pair of shoes. It's like 10 pairs later, you know, you're like, Oh gosh. So okay, yeah, no, I hear but yeah, they're on and- sale. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I think that's for everybody. You mentioned just now, like a college kiddo buying shoes, you know, and that discretionary right. income and all that stuff. And, Sometimes, you know, I've been trying to teach my kids that, you know, that shoe money could have bought books. Did you really need that? So we've been having discussions like that, too. But, you know, not too. I I pretty much give them the they're pretty good with money and they all work. They work their, you know, rear ends off when they're not at college. So nice. Pretty good. So anyway, I need to. Yeah, good for them. Um, yeah. So I don't want to keep you too much longer because we're running out of time and I know you've got things to do, but I want to, um, is there anything that we haven't gone through that you want to talk about before we go? Um, collegecfo.com. It's a beautiful website. So much information for you college students and parents. Um, I thought, I think you have a free, um, do you have a freebie up there, like a register to win? Do. We have a sweepstakes on? running for a few more days. We like to incentivize, just like we taught our kids, you know, potty trained our kids with M&Ms. We have, <laughs> we have an Amazon Fire Stick. So anyone who signs up, not only are you going to love the content, but you have a good chance of winning an Amazon Fire Stick. I believe it's Monday or Tuesday that we will announce the winner. So all you have to do is go on, enter your um, name, email address, and school you're at. And if you're a parent, you can enter your own school or a school your child is at. And um, and there'll be a random drawing early next week, just in awesome. time for the holidays. Exactly. Something more to talk about around the table. So. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much for being here, Susan. I really appreciate it. Oh, my um, pleasure. Yeah, I uh, just, it's, I hope to see you again soon. I hope to see you in February or too. March or whatever it is. Oh, but we'll, good. Today are we coming back again on December, I've got it written down here, December 8th. You're going to come back on and talk about divacfo.com. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, that should be a really good, good chat. I like that. Um, what was it? Find it, file it know it or find what was it learn it it. so it's a scavenger hunt for women especially who have um, been busy rearing kids or working and we say okay we're going to give you a checklist it's a scavenger hunt so we're going to tell you find the beneficiary designation or a copy of uh you know your homeowner's policy learn it is basically gee read it maybe it's your own tax return if you've been just signing as opposed to looking at it and then file it meaning create a filing system paper or more importantly create a filing system in the cloud we have this fabulous um, program that we use called ever plans that was started by a woman in the new york area and you can get organized in the cloud immediately we have um, amazing um, just we've come such a long way why i say find it learn it file it especially if you're the non-cfo in the family is that your first step of really understanding what you have and maybe what you don't have and starting those real conversations with your spouse about retirement savings and insurance and all the things that really we say before the six D's hit, which we'll be talking about, it's death, divorce, disability, disaster, debt, and dementia. That is not a good time to start taking on learning about your finances. You want to do it ahead of time. Yeah. Do we live, I'm going to keep you for two more seconds. Do we live in a culture where um, it's, 
still somebody not really that financial literate in the household maybe, or is that shifting as more and more women are working and all that? I don't know how to say that exactly perfectly. So no, sorry I, if I like offended anybody, um, but you know, what's the culture right. out there? My experience is it is always delegated to one person in the couple. It's typically not a team approach you know, like cooking might be nowadays, but it's not. And I am sad to say that it doesn't matter whether you're 30 or 80, it's still typically the man in the relationship. Even if you have a master's in finance, ladies, guess what? You're still delegating that. It's still a man's world. So we're going to tell you how to engage in that process without having to learn stock arbitrage or anything. We're going to make it fun and easy. Yeah, and I so I've been married for almost 20 years now, and we made that a pact when we got married was to both be a team with it. So we're different. Um, but there's something Excellent. cool about that, too, because, you know, so, you know, we're both financially literate with the insurance, with mm-hmm. the will, with the, you know, all that stuff. We know where everything is. And I think it could be good to kind of, and I know you know this, too, um, to go through some of those things with some of our future shows. Um, to talk about that, like, what's your will like? What's your 401k like? Do you know how much money you have in a 401k? Is it in your name? Are you a beneficiary? Well, if you're married, you are. But, um, you know, how is it set up? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I know I saw that. You've got to get a copy of that paper. Yeah. Yep. Not necessarily. Yep. Exactly. Um, But, you know, all of those little tiny things that you might just be blowing off that really might matter one day um, are critical so i hope we break that down and maybe do a show on each thing and it doesn't have to be an hour i'd love that it could be 20 minutes so okay cool all right lots of love love to have a wonderful day such a pleasure you're fabulous fabulous and i'm I'm so glad we met (laughs) yeah i am too i just thank thank my lucky stars every day for you so thank you so much everybody for for listening to our show and thank you to susan bruno coming on for you know almost an hour now um to be Mm -hmm. with us for her turkey table talk and her college cfo.com and we wish you all a very happy thanksgiving and um you know all the pumpkin pie in the world i guess to all of you i don't know what everybody (laughs) loves to eat but i'm i'm all about the pumpkin pie but Uh, me too me too oh my gosh (laughs) Stuffing is so good, too. I was just having a stuffing conversation with somebody. I'm like, oh, no, here come 10 pounds. I'm going to have a fitness chat after Thanksgiving. All right, everybody, thank you again. Take care, um, and thank you again, everybody, for listening. And um, we're going to come back. Let's see. On on the 30th, I have a show um, scheduled for 1 o'clock, and so I'll be putting all of that information out there. It's a very special guest on November 30th at 1 o'clock, and then Susan will be back with us on December 8th. I'm going to take a short break from December 2nd to the 6th and go back to Minnesota to see my parents. So I'm all excited about that. And I'm not going to, I might do a show with my mom while I'm there, but I don't know yet. We'll see if she wants to do that. But anyway, lots of love to all of you. Thank you again for listening. Thank you to Susan. Please go to collegecfo.com and have a wonderful Thanksgiving, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Best Ever You Show. Want more? Visit us at besteveryou.com. Be your best and keep it real. Confident, successful, caring, and beautiful every day with Best Ever You.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.